Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigington. In this week's episode, I got to chat with Cody Jones and Brett Bishops from Pearl Abrasives at their booth out at Fabtech about the different types of abrasives they carry and the innovations they've been making in the abrasive space. They talk about the importance of having hubs attached to the wheels to speed up the process of changing from each type of abrasive, some of the research and development they've been doing to help solve some common problems, and the importance of training their distributors and customers on how to properly use their products to get the most out of them. We dive in right after a quick word from our sponsors. When it comes to welding, most people think the danger lies in the fire and electricity. But what you learn fast when you strike up and get a whiff of fumes is how terrible those can make you feel, especially after a long day of work. Welding creates fumes that can be hazardous and you need them out of the way. Luckily, Donaldson has come up with some cool stuff to help welders. They make fume extraction equipment for major fabricators, smaller shops, and everything in between. They've been around for more than a hundred years, so they know what they're doing. Weld fumes are no joke, so learn how to protect yourself. Head over to Donaldson.com to check out their stuff. You'll be glad you did. All right, do you guys want to introduce yourself to the audience just in case they're not familiar with you and your company? Sure, yeah. So I'm Cody Jones. I lead the sales team for Pearl Abrasive. Been here for about four years, and this is the fourth show with Abtech, so really excited to be here. Yep. Brett Bishop. I've also been with the company about four years. I do the product management over the abrasive sector. Fabtech, four years ago, was my second day on the job. Oh, wow. Yeah, last year was my first Fabtech, and it was way overwhelming, but I loved it at the same time. And this year is even more overwhelming. It's way bigger this year. Yeah, so you're fir- this is your first time in Chicago then, Yeah, right? it's my first time ever in Chicago. Oh, awesome. And I'm a musician. It's a sin that I've never been to Chicago, but I play the blues too, so it's this where I'm city. supposed to be, you know? <laughs> so I got to check some music out. Awesome. You couldn't have picked a better time, man. Great show, great weather. It's been a good week. Yeah, yeah. How did y'all get involved with the company in the first place? Sure, I'll start with that. Paul was looking for someone to help manage the ins and out of product management. We had, our boss was kind of handling it at the time. I said our boss, but it's my boss. He was handling it at the time. Then he's got our sister company, Grand Courts, which he's also handling as well. So we needed someone to come in with the product management experience and really help out with the the product flow, you know, life cycle of the product, bringing in new and innovating stuff, really helped try to push us to that next level of abrasives. So my background was primarily in woodworking. I was at Hitachi Power Tools. It's now Metabo HPT them getting bought out. I told them how I gained my knowledge just through the experience of being on the team and getting in the field and seeing what's out there, YouTube videos, all that kind of stuff. And able to gain the knowledge and the experience with the product management and it struck a chord with him and he liked it. He hired me on. And like I said, my second day on the job was at Fabtech and you know, got with the woodworking background coming into a completely new market of metalworking. <laughs> it's It's Hit been ground. interesting. It's, yeah. uh, you know, both challenging and exciting at the same time. You know, it's a great industry and I've, I've fallen in love with this stuff. So. I did. And it's a really close knit industry too. <laughs> so, how about you? 
Yeah, so I've been in the industry for 13 years with the big power tool brands before coming to Pearl. Worked for a large publicly traded company, got to experience that, got to learn from some fantastic people and amazing talent. Got the opportunity to come to Pearl and be part of really a reinvigoration of this brand, which was really exciting to me. Moving from a very large public corporation that almost can't do any wrong, to coming and get to be a part of a much more entrepreneurial, smaller business, where we can go and be much closer to the industry, much closer to the end users, the applications, understand their problems and be solution seekers for these very niche application issues. You know, it was really exciting. Been here four years again. We got to be a part of really working with Brett and the team and creating a different take on this brand, which nice. has been a lot of fun. Abrasives. It's a big game. There's a lot of abrasive companies, but it's always in demand because that's the best part about consumables is that they get consumed. So you always have people coming back, but that gives you a lot of room to improve. What kind of feedback have you gotten from your customers throughout the years that have really kind of led to innovations? I'll take a quick pass at that and give it to Brett because he's much more involved in it today. But going back to the history of Pearl, Pearl was started from a fab shop, an entrepreneur owner that owned a fabrication shop in LA wanted a better line of abrasives. He went and found it himself and created Pearl Abrasive. So we are from the trades, for the trades. That's who the history has always been job site driven. That's awesome. And that's what we're really focused on right now. And that's what Breast being a part of is leading that, that drive and the charge of finding out what technologies are out there, what problems are in the industry, what things aren't being solved for right now, and then try to find a solution that Pearl can deliver to the market where we are value add or we're different, we're unique and creating value for the end user. But he gets into it more than I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now for the so, real answer here, <laughs> now getting into the nitty gritty. I'll touch on kind of the internal aspect of it as well. When you look at uh, abrasives across all the companies, there's a whole lot of similarities. So sometimes it boils down to just an aspect of, you know, how can you service the customer better? That's something that we try to strive for is, you know, be the easiest to work with and really keep your customers happy and, and support them in whatever aspect of the business that they need. So as far as the product specific, you know, a lot of research goes into that. A lot of testing, a lot of sweat, a lot of blood sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So we do that. We do a lot of competitive testing. We try to, you know, amplify what we've got and, and give all this sales knowledge back to our salespeople so they can kind of show it, you know, give them the idea of how to test the product and, you know, show them the features and benefits. There's so many different products that go for so many different things from niche to, you know, something can solve, you know, two different applications in one, you know, yeah. so it's, there's tons of products out there and really getting into a, a training is what really helps us drive the knowledge to our customers, you know, and help them find the best solutions. That's a great thing you just said though, is the training, the educating, because a lot of people, you get a grinder and it has a hard rock on there and that's what you know, this is grinding, but there's so many different types of abrasives out there that serve different purposes. So here at Pearl, like what are your main staples of like different types of abrasives? Our three main product lines are flap disc grinding wheels and cutoff. That's what really drives the business here. We jump into all these other categories as well, but the main volume comes out of those three product lines. But when we jump into the other product categories, that's where it requires more research because the, the breadth of the line is not going to be as huge as the flap disc and everything. We want the solution that's going to come in and solve the most problems that the customer is going to need. I mean, your display here, I know that people can't see it, but one of the hardest things about being a, a fabricator and building things for people is finishing your work and like grinding, not taking off too much material and having uneven surfaces and stuff. And you have a setup here for the people at home. They are grinding off the paint on cans of soda. Which is very delicate work. What what kind of flap disc are you using to do this? That's not a flap disc. It's actually, it's just a non-woven wheel. 
Okay. Um, so it's a silicon carbide non-woven wheel. It's it's not very dense. I mean, the denser you get, the more it's probably going to take off. Yeah, when I found stripping, like wheels that strip off instead of just take off material, because I do, I work with a lot of like reclaimed materials too. And so getting a ton of rust off, there's only a couple ways you can do it. And the fastest way is grinding it off and cleaning it off. But if you're hunking away so much material, you're always having like uneven surfaces. And I found like stripping wheels and I was like, oh my goodness, this is like, this is awesome. Like I can just go to town and not worry about going all the way through the material and everything. This, this demo has definitely been a showstopper. People have been, you know, looking like they're going to pass by our booth and they see us, you know, stripping Stripping paint off an aluminum can, and they, they've you know they stopped to wash. And yeah, ask, ask like, questions. That you know. is impressive. That yeah, is very no, impressive. Great. Yeah, but I mean, as far as density going back, if you think of a unitized wheel like a two SF, this is definitely a, a step down in density. It's a lot softer than your unitized. It's going to be really. Yeah, it's a great application to show. It's I know. Great. I mean, you got to be creative when you're in such a huge convention. You know, it's, what's going to be the showstopper? And like, that's pretty pretty darn impressive. Yeah, I think I'll add one thing to you. I mean, we've mentioned how complicated abrasives can be and how much Brett's job really focuses on looking at what technologies out there, how to harness it and solve solutions in the industry. But also, we don't want to overcomplicate what these products are. Yeah. We want to make, we want to bring, I kind of dumb this down or make this, make this palatable to people like, like me as a sales guy. Uh, if I can understand it, anyone else can too. So we want to make this be really easy to use, commercialized, and to go and know that I'm going to be working on this kind of product and material. We have these solutions for you. They're going to work every time. If you see the pearl name on it, you know what you're getting. You know it's going to work and it's going to going to make it as simple and, and easy as possible. What are you focusing on showing off here this year? So step back one step. I'm going to take the the foundational level. And I'll let him do the, the big launch here. But okay. we, we're All always right. in a brand building mode, right? We want to make sure that everyone knows who Pearl is and that you know what we're about, what our DNA is. Our DNA is going to be one-stop shop, one brand solution for all your metalworking needs for all of your primary applications. So a big part of what you see here, I mean, again, the people here can't, that are listening can't see our booth, but Just we, we look like a store, a store showroom right now. You're walking in and seeing it all. We want you to know that Pearl can solve any application need you have in metalworking fabrication. We have a wide variety of good, better, best. Every application to satisfy every user and every hey, duty cycle, you know, or however much work you're doing. Beyond that, though, we are really excited about a launch this year. It's going to be really a best-in-class product, and I will let Brett talk about that because he put a lot of work into getting this thing on the market for us. He's excited. I can tell. Yes. I can <laughs> tell, man. I see the so excitement. The, the product line itself is called CBT. It stands for Ceramic Bond Technology, so it's a grinding wheel made with ceramic grains. And this has been over a year in the making. We've been scouring the market and, you know, kind of we know where our foothold is and what, what our strategy behind this one was is initially we found the top competitors in the market, both in performance and, you know, popularity and the notoriety, you know, who are the people talking about as far as the best performing wheel out there? So we took all that information, we got samples, we started working with engineering saying, we want to beat this. You know, how do we, what do we need to do to become, you know, the best wheel in the market as far as, you know, material removal and, uh, you know, not wearing out your wheel so fast, yeah. you know, which is what we call a grind ratio the ratio of your material removal versus how much disc loss you get. The yeah, wear of the no, I mean, that's a really important so, thing to people yeah. like doing this all day long. Like, yeah. so I want something to last. So exactly. So we took a couple passes at that and we came to a solution that was, it was pretty baffling. So we've got the results from our engineering. And of course we had to validate it. I went out to what we call it our pad. That's where we do all the testing. I went out to our pad and I validated it. got the same results. And I'm not going to tell you exactly who the two competitors are, yeah. but 
when we do a grind ratio graph, we are a substantial bit higher. It's higher is good in a grind ratio for those. So, okay. So here's one thing. The first thing, when you say ceramic, it makes me think of brake pads. Like, <laughs> I mean, cause they last way long, longer, yes, you know, it's, it's like, that's where the first thing went in my mind, because those last way longer than your traditional brake pads. So what about the ceramic being in there? What is it caught? Is it less heat input? What is the performance besides just your grind ratio? Yeah, what can people it, expect out of it? So heat definitely is, is a good factor in that. There, there are some you know, things within the bond that both secure the bond as well as lubricate and keep things nice and cool while you're grinding. That's good. And then additionally, when you're talking about grains, your ceramic grains versus your zirconia and your aluminum oxide grains, when they break down, they start to dull a little bit unless you have a specially engineered grain. The zirconia grains, they chip sharp, so they're going to keep running sharp throughout the duration of the tool. They're more fireable, so they'll break down and they'll produce more grains a lot quicker than your ceramics. So then that's when you bring in your ceramics and the longer lasting, the chip sharper, and they're really just much more durable grain. Yeah. So that's when you're looking at kind of your good, better, best scenario, it's, you know, aluminum oxide, uh, zirconia. When's it going to be dropping? Is it available now or is it? It's right now we are announcing everything. We've placed our orders and our orders are coming from our engineering over in Germany. So those are going to be here. We are estimating at this point, you know, barring any delays in shipping, anything like that. We're estimating around January. January. Awesome. That, and is it just going to be any kind of supplier you can go and get them or? So we are going to be pre-launching that with our distribution base and our distribution partners in the next about month and a half. So they'll be pre-ordering and getting ready to actually launch this stuff. We'll look at really a January launch to the field as a safe expectation, but we'll have these available through our primary brick and mortar distributors around the country, participating distributors. Those are able to be found on our website, which is pearlabrasive.com. You can find a list of our distributors. We all will also have those online through the major online e-com channels as well. That's awesome. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to try it out, man. Because the first, when you said ceramic, I was like, Yes, that's, that is the correct choice because I'm newer to the industry, but I, you know, I understand it's a buzzword, isn't it? It's a buzzword. I was like <laughs> ceramic. I understand that's going to be better for heat distribution. It's going to be better for longevity and everything. Do people ever hit you up and they're just like, Hey, I bought all these abrasives. They didn't work right for me. I don't know what's going on. A lot of people don't know how to use a grinding stone or, or like abrasives like they they lean on that edge eat it up and it just wears it out and so they think it's like the manufacturer's problem but it's not you know it's the user error how do you guys navigate that like how do you educate customers and people about your how to actually use your product yeah you're dead on that's a huge part of what separates us in the market from other competitors and there's other people that do this stuff well as well so i'm not disparaging anybody in the industry but Educating and making this approachable for all users is a huge part of what we actually do. And that's what we have a team around the country that's really established for or built our uh, in place for. Um, so we do have a group of sales reps around the country, all throughout US, North America, that are heavily trained. They're heavily prepared and equipped to go out and do distributor trainings and user trainings, job site trainings. We work with vocational schools all around, all around the country. We're heavily involved in helping bring, for one, support the current end users, but also bring up the next generation of end users as well. It's a big focus for us right now. We do, again, through our website, it's probably the easiest way to plug on this podcast, but pearlabrasive.com, there's a contact us link on there. I myself monitor that email, ask for a contact and tell us where you're at, where you're located. We'll get a rep in touch with you and we're, we're there to support you all the time. That's awesome. I mean, cause I just know I went to welding school, but then I was, I tutor at a welding school too. 
That's the number one thing is kids will just come up with a grinding rock after one day. I'm just like, no, we've got to learn how to use this first. Yeah, that's a huge part of it, right? Knowing what you're doing, what you need out of the wheel and matching the right wheel with it. And that's something that we can offer as a group. Yeah, and as far as that goes as well, we do try to get our, our sales reps into the office at least once a year so they can run through this training with me and you know the product team in some of our other aspects of the business as well. During these trainings, they last about a week. We get them out on the pad and we actually put the grinders in their hands. We tell them, you know, you want to use this at this angle, your grinding wheel, use it at a 30 degree angle. You know, make sure you got all your safety equipment on and everything yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, no, of definitely. course. So my training to them is also training them on how to train their customers, how to use the products correctly and, and really try to avoid any of those instances of user error and things of that nature. I was just going to say one thing that kind of was, was a funny one that uh, developed in our culture over the last couple of years, but like everyone else that's listening to this, COVID was a unique time in, in our history. When COVID came in 2020, we started implementing what we call virtual happy hours across our team. Nice. Started, it was At first, it was just a way to get people, all of us to reconnect as a group because we weren't traveling together and that kind of stuff. And it turned into a time for us to unwind, connect, things like that, but also talk about what's going on in the industry, what trends we're seeing, problems we're seeing, talk about best practice applications. And it's actually morphed now into some handheld at home training. So if, if any of our guys want to tag out early on a Friday, we let them, as long as their grinder comes out with them at home and they go out and they play around to learn some new things, share some testing data. But one of our guys here in the booth is actually one of our biggest proponents of that, but he's, he'll circulate data all the time. He went and ran, gosh, recently on one of our launches, he's probably done 60 wheels, cutting wheels, used the entire wheel for testing at home to go and oh. give us test results and data. He's been, he goes out and buys competitor products and actually uh, runs them against our own to know what we're talking about in real life. So we do try to make sure our guys are continually improving their skill sets, staying current with what's going on in the market. And we have another sales rep that recently went and did a job site survey with a trailer manufacturer, looking at how to optimize their usage of abrasives. They had a challenging weld to reach in a tight area. So he went and borrowed one of our welders at the pad that the product managers use for testing, recreated the weld and went and worked with different grinder sizes, different wheel sizes to go and find the best solution for him. Brought that back to that business owner. And now that's their new standard practice for how they manufacture that trailer. That's awesome. Um, so it's a huge part of what we do that separates us from, from everybody else in the market. I mean, that's what me personally as a welder, I want to be able to reach out to people if I am having issues, you know, and, or if I just think I'm using it wrong, I want to be able to get the information. So it's awesome that you guys are on top of it. Um, another thing that is kind of a big topic in the metal world is, you know, a hard rock versus a flap disc. What solutions do you have for like people that want a nice smooth look, but they don't want it to round it over like a flap disc, like something that's a little bit more rigid, but still gives it nice polish. Yeah. So I mean, you're, you're actually dead on. So it's kind of funny how you started off saying you, you're just getting into the welding industry because you obviously know quite a bit already. Oh, and I <laughs> talk to people every week. That's man. a great it's way like, to learn. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's how, we, how most would pick it up. Um, flap discs are fantastic, right? They're, they're easier to use. They don't have as much feedback and kickback. Uh, yeah. They last a long time. They, they move a lot of metal but they will not leave that flat grind every time, yeah. right? So you really can't replace the grinding wheel for your bevels, for a flat bevel, things like that. Another option that a lot of guys do use is resin fiber discs. You are going to get that straight flat back and they remove material very quickly. So it's kind of a, it's really happy medium between a flat disc and a grinding wheel. But then you're going to have life issues where it won't last as long as a flat wheel or a grinding wheel. So there's a number of applications or never, a number of solutions out there. It really, again, comes down to knowing application. How many of these uh, pieces are you beveling? How, what's your production capacity? I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
Are you tired of carrying multiple pieces of equipment on your service truck? Lincoln Electric has introduced the solution, the Ranger Air 260 MPX. This multifunction engine drive combines an air compressor, generator, battery charger, battery jump starter, and multi-process welder in one compact device, specifically designed for the unpredictable circumstances and job demands of the work truck industry. But that's not all. The Ranger Air 260 MPX is also designed to provide a lower cost of ownership with features such as auto stop-start technology and an electronic throttle body engine with variable engine speed. Don't miss out on this versatile and reliable machine that can handle any demanding job site. Visit www.lincolnelectric.com for more information on the Ranger Air 260 MPX available later this year and save space on your truck for other tools and gear with this compact power horse. You brought over a couple of different things. You want to tell me, I'll, I'll describe it in my <laughs> best words here. We have some thick looking flap discs here, but it's got a little give on it. What's this thicker one? What is so that's our, we call that dual max and that's our innerly flat disc. Essentially what you're doing here is uh, for the fellows that can't see it at home, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, um, I see. So I it's see got that. a sandpaper that is backed by a non-woven sandpaper, non-woven. So that's your flap structure around the whole disc. So that acts kind of as a two in one, you know, sometimes when you're using your flap disc, it kind of, it's still leaving the scratch marks and you want to alleviate that as much as you can. So this is going to help out with that, that, yeah. you know, the non-woven on the back really kind of helps. Helps leave a whole lot less of a scratch and a more desired finish. Yeah, no, um, I, I can't. I'm definitely going to try one of these. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, like, I okay, this one's mine. The other one I brought out, it's just a flat disc with non-woven. And I must have misheard your question because in my mind, I was thinking, you know, grinding on a flat surface without grinding down the side. That's I mean, what I heard. So. No, it's all good. But, yeah, but. so this, this is the non-woven flat disc. is not necessarily for heavy stock removal, not at all. But what it is going to do is it's going to blend. It's going to blend yeah. really well. So when you've got your scratch marks after grinding down a weld, you can go over it with that and that'll blend it in, kind of give you that little swirl finish that a lot of people like to see. Yeah. And then the third one I brought out is, uh, it's just your thin cutoff wheel with a hub, with a 5811. So there, there are markets around the U.S. that are uh, really both safety and time oriented, specifically down near the South, uh, you know, uh, Texas, Louisiana. Uh, these guys want to get the job done fast and they want to get it done safe. So when you have yeah. a 5 8 11, you know, the spin-on hub, arguably it's a lot safer than using just a 7 8 when you've got the two uh, flange yeah. lock system. That, that there saves them time. And then, you know, we put this on our, uh, our red line. Red line is one of our uh, well-known lines. It's usually the performance and quality line that is synonymous with Pearl. This is a new launch for us. Uh, we see, you know, everyone's got thin cutoff wheels, but not everyone's got a hub on them. We brought it out and it's, it's been doing extremely well for us so far. That's awesome. What's really cool about this option is that, as Brett said, people use hubs or they don't use hubs. What's cool about this is if you don't have a hub cutoff wheel, like we now have, if you're using hub grinding wheels and hub flap wheels, you still have to have your flange somewhere nearby to attach your cutting wheel to your grinder. Most guys lose these. I had a guy here at the show this week, like, call it a 10 millimeter socket. You can never find them. They're always missing, you know? Oh, yeah. uh, so it was a pretty funny correlation, but our analogy, but having this now enables you to have a completely hubbed grinding solution and cutting solution. So yeah. we're really excited about this. It's done very well. As Brett said, this is a kind of a must have in the whole oil and gas industry in the Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana markets. So we're really excited to have this. And it's, uh, again, as Brett said, doing really well for us right now. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm cutoff wheels are a, 
a really touchy subject, you know, because cutoff wheels are very dangerous if used incorrectly. You know, that's another, like going back to the education side of just educating people how to use it. I've seen people that try to use this as a little grinding wheel and that's a no-no, you know, but how do you try and make cutting wheels as safe as possible? It's like First you- things first, use your PPE, guys. Yeah, um, maybe the the, the PPE. wheel is safe, the wheel is built well, so there's nothing against the wheel there, but use your PPE, use your guards. There's nothing cool about not having that on, on your tool or on your person. Um, I don't know. So first things it, first, man. go right there. Beyond that, though, I'll let Brett speak to their product, but PPE has, it should be a non-starter. You don't work without it. A lot of it also goes into the manufacturing of the product itself. If anyone's ever looked into the manufacturing, what it, the, essentially they're pulling grains and resin on top of two a mold and they're spinning it around. Even distribution of the resins and keeping that balance of the wheel is key. You know, making sure that again, your wheel is completely centered, your hub, your five eighths, 11 and your seven eighths is completely centered. So when it's on the grinder, you don't have any wobble. Your type one wheels completely flat, but you know, a lot of R and D in QA goes into that. So with our stuff with these specifically, one out of every 1,000 is pulled off of the line and QA tested. So it's QA tested for quality, you know, balance, anything you can imagine. It, the various safety protocols and all the industries out there. No, I was going to add one more thing to you. And cutting wheels, obviously, they're, I don't know, you said it better. They're, they're contested somewhat, right? So I yeah. think the biggest thing there I would recommend also beyond the PPE is buy from reputable brands. Uh, there are lots of yeah. no-name <laughs> brands and abrasives coming out there. You want to make sure you're partnering with a well-known brand and established brands. One that's going to be there tomorrow after you buy the product, because the, the, there are a lot of steps and there's a lot of cost that goes into maintaining a high quality, safe product. These no-name brands are coming out there. You can't guarantee that. And that's something I really, that's not a sales tactic for me. That's really just saying, honestly, you got to make sure you're partnering with valid companies and yeah. partners. I mean, that's like my biggest pet peeve about cutting wheels. You know, it's like, depending on which ones you get, like some are better than others. But like when I was first starting, I was like ripping through 20 packs like every day. I was like, what is going on? It, I would use a whole cutoff wheel to get through just one piece of metal. And I was like, what is up with this, you know? And But then I I started bumping up to other types. Do y'all do any of the kind of like diamond edge ones, the metal ones? Yeah, actually, good question. We do. We were one of the first to pioneer that technology before my time. So I don't get to take any credit for that one. But at least 10 years ago, we have it at the other end of the booth. So our, nice. our cables won't stretch here. Oh yeah, um, we'll, we'll walk down there yeah, later. The, the benefit of a diamond abrasive or diamond cutting product is that it's not going to lose any kind of capacity as you're using the product. So yeah. a, a traditional bonded wheel will wear as you cut with it and you lose cutting capacity. A diamond rimmed wheel is going to stay the same size as you started throughout the entire life of the wheel. In the past, when these were just coming out, there was issues with uh, slowness of cut. This wasn't, wasn't quick enough to be usable. Uh, I, I believe, and I think what we, what we see with our, our customers is the product we sell today, it's close to, if not the same speed as a traditional cutting wheel, it will last much longer. Yeah. You actually have a lot less off-gassing on it because you're not breaking a wheel down. So it's not going to have as much smell, things like that. You're also a lot less sparks because you're not removing, you're not wearing your wheel down, just the metal. Yeah. There's a lot of benefits to it. It is louder. It's certainly going to be louder. Yes. But yeah. if you're using your PPE, it should have hearing protection on. It shouldn't be an issue. The biggest thing we see with these where guys won't want them is that if you're buying your tools for yourself, it's a great product. You're yeah. going to take care of that thing. You know what you bought. If you're buying things for a crew and they throw that grinder with the down wheel on there and you bend the wheel a little bit, that's oh, yeah. a bigger loss than a dollar cutting wheel. Yeah. You know? So that's, there's, the, there's an application for everything. This is a great solution for a lot of applications. It's not a foolproof or a one-size-fits-all solution. So there's one more thing to have in our catalog to make sure we have the proper best solution for every application that's out there. So we brought over a whole bunch of different stuff here. I kind of want to just go through what you brought. Let's start with these 
Red lines, the hard rocks over there. What's the story behind these right so I'm, here? I'm going to say one thing first. I'm going to hand this off to Brett because this is a technical question. But this first wheel, you mentioned the red one or the hard rock. This is our red line grinding wheel. This is what put Pearl on the map. It's what we're famous for. When I started here, I thought this was kind of silly. And so I talk about it now because I was so wrong. But this wheel is, <laughs> for people who can't see this right now, this wheel is quite literally red. Yeah, <laughs> so, it is red. But the label and the actual abrasive. What's so cool about that, though, is this is a fantastic wheel. It grinds very fast, removes a lot of material. It's very smooth to use, doesn't shatter around. And then when guys are using that wheel, having a good experience, they look down, it's a red wheel. They might forget what brand it is, but they know it's a red wheel. Um, oh, so you can find it again. Yeah, so what we actually go. have is uh, on the sales side, we'll have distributors from, we might have had a customer from Oklahoma be doing a job in Alaska. We have an Alaska uh, distributor calling us saying, hey, I need a red wheel. What is that? And we know what it is. So this has been a fantastic product for us. It's been around for a long time. It put us on the map, really. But this is going to be really our most common and highest volume wheel we make. Beyond that, I'll give it to Brett to talk about the actual product line. All right. Yeah. You know, as Cody mentioned, you know, as far as the, you know, the happy medium between, you know, performance and price point, Redline is where it's at. You know, Redline is kind of synonymous with pearls. When people say Redline, we know what they're talking about. They know what wheel they want. And, it's, and they know that it's going to be a quality wheel. But as far as all of our product lines, we do implement a, a good, better, best strategy. Where you're looking at our thin cutoffs, whereas we call them slim cuts. So the Pro V is, is a value and that's a, that's a gray wheel. So slim cut with the blue back, that's, that's, that falls into our good line and it's one of our highest volume SKUs. Then you jump up into the better and that's got our, our red line grinding wheel. That's right up there with slim cut. You know, that's the performance and value tied into one. That's not going to let you down. It's never going to let you down. That's, you know, our name goes off that. The next one up there is, is an orange wheel. It's our SRT and that's synthetic resonoid technology. So essentially, we, yeah, we come up with some, <laughs> some pretty yeah. fancy words. Yeah. <laughs> as far as my job, I think it's simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, they're precision engineered aluminum oxide grains. There's a little bit of zirconia in there, too. So what it does is it helps it cut sharp and stay sharp throughout the cut. So that's a very good wheel as far as performance, cut speed, and all that. Then the top of the line, you know, kind of as we were talking about earlier with the, with the CBD the Pro. the red line. Yeah, it's top of the red line <laughs> is, uh, is the ceramic. So red line ceramic. CBT again, may have mentioned, may have not, but ceramic bond technology. So our ceramic wheel is going to get you your longest life and really fast cuts. But then we talked a little bit about the grinding wheels, but it is a similar strategy. Now we've got a, a silver line and EXV is exceptional value. So exceptional value is going to be our lowest cost one, you know, good performance, good value for the customer. That's very, you know, number one priority is cost. So then that moves up to uh, slim cut and red line. And again, jumping into to SRT and in ceramic, as we mentioned, we've got an exciting new launch coming up with the new ceramic that, you know, is really going to cement ourselves right at the top of the industry as far as the grinding wheel performance. Are you demoing it here too? Can't see this right now. We have a downdraft table in our booth, so we can actually do a hands-on demos. And we do a number of hero demos in here. One of those being CBT Pro. We're showing just the removal rate of that. And it's actually interesting. The grinding wheel is so aggressive. It's throwing so much amperage through our grinder. Our initial voltage drop from the exhibit hall was popping the breaker, which we didn't have anything else we were using. It was a pretty good example of how strong the performance of this wheel is. But yeah, we are demoing stuff here. We can demo anything someone wants to see, uh, but we did come prepared with a handful of hero demos. Cool. I want to try it out. I want to test it. We got to get a grinder in your hand, man. I know. I do a lot of grinding, so (laughs) I would love to see that in action. So we've talked a lot about flap discs, but I like this style, the screw-on style. Yes, you actually pointed at one that's got a couple of complications on it or features on it, which is pretty cool. So you mentioned this out of the gates. This is a flap disc for those of you that aren't looking at it. This does have a 5811 uh, built-in hub, so it's able to spin on without it, without uh, arbor nut. So fantastic. Our speed of uh, blade change, wheel change. 
This is also a plastic back slap disc. So this back is actually trimmable. So it means that you can actually use more of the wheel before you throw it away. Uh, so a traditional oh. flap disc is gonna have a fiberglass backing pad on it, right? Yeah. So once you wear that paper away to the point that the fiberglass touches the material, usually you throw the wheel away. It's gonna leave you 30, 40% of your flap disc unused. These products, you can actually go and run your grinder against a sharp metal edge, and it's gonna peel that plastic back, expose more of the paper, letting you use the entire wheel. The one we're looking at right now is a ceramic product. So it's gonna be our best of the best. It's gonna be very fast, removal rate, long life, all those things. Yes, you can capture more of that value because of the removal back. We have the same paper, the same flap disc available with the fiberglass backing pad because you do add cost with these, the hub and the plastic. So for guys that don't see a value in that, we have the traditional backing pad as well. So try, again, trying to make sure you have a solution for every customer. I'm digging it. I'm digging what I'm saying. What's the greenback <laughs> all about? Is that just the same thing? Just Yeah, different? so great question. So this is going to be a zirconia flap disc on that same kind of backer fast. So it's still trimmable. We have this either a 7 8 or a 5 8 11 hub. So all your connection types, but just with that lower cost zirconia paper cool. or abrasive on the paper. What is your most popular product out of everything you have? What is the number one selling Yes, I mean, it depends on if you're talking about pieces sold or revenue, but I mean, it's really going to be the slim cut line. It's going to be pieces sold. We can't go into numbers, obviously, but it's, it's massive. It's a, it's a it's very good a piece of the business. Impressive, it's pretty uh, impressive. Not going to lie impressive. to you. Beyond that, there are behind that would probably be our red line grinding wheels. We do sell, we do very well with those as well. We have a great following and partnership with a lot of people in the trades in Oklahoma, Louisiana, Texas, in the oil and gas industry. That's been one of our strongest markets for a lot of our grinding products. And then the biggest thing though is California. We were founded in California. Our brand equity, our name value is really strong in California. So a lot of our business goes to that market as well. Another thing that everybody loves to talk about are these wire wheels, all right? So, or like porcupine throwers, you know? It's like, <laughs> that's, what do you do? Cause that's like the number one thing. Like anybody wants to talk about wire wheels. Number one thing they're always gonna say is, I hate walking out with a whole bunch of like, just being stuck up like I got hit by a porcupine, you know? Sure. It's like, what are type of things that you're doing to try to secure those? Or that's the main one. It's like, what are you doing to try and alleviate those flying out and hitting people all the time? So I'll let Brett take the actual build process <laughs> of this again. Cause again, that, that's his job, not mine. But I do think there's a, like everything else we talked about, there's a quality spectrum. Know what you're buying and know that the premium features don't come for free, you know? So yeah. there's a value that you're getting for paying more money. That's going to be things like better retention of the wires. You're not getting those embedded in your stomach. It's also going to be a longer life, like more consistent size where it's not flaring out. It's going to last longer. So know what you're buying, you know, and then user, again, PPE. I'm going to keep on hitting that one too. Gotta but do the PPE. I'll let, I'll let Brett go into the actual difference of the features. Okay. Yeah. Some of it comes down to application as well. If you're looking to get pretty rough in your application, having, uh, a, twist knot, having a twist knot in there is good. As no, contrary to the crimped, when you have the twist knot, those things aren't going to fly out at you because they're all attached to each other, you know? Yeah. So you're not getting, you know, sharded and porcupine, as you say, with those, with those pieces. But I mean, if you don't want to get that aggressive, then yes, that's the route you go. I guess that's the risk you run. But all the manufacturers have different ways of securing those in there, securing all the wire. Uh, we have actually just moved to two lines of wire brushes. So EXV and premium. So premium being our higher end, made in Spain, great material. They're going to go against your higher end competitors in the market. They do a very good job of securing the, the wires back inside that metal plate to ensure safety of the users and the application itself. The reason that we had a standard line that we'd gotten rid of, and there was some questions about that line, you know, not until recently, actually, we brought in a second line called EXV, you know, our exceptional value, our price point lines. And what we found is that 
EXV line was performing really well. It was performing up to the standard of our standard line. We kind of, we sat back and we looked at this and we said, uh, where are the issues coming from? You know, the issues are few and far between, you know, we don't see that often, you know, I just got to cover my butt there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we looked at it, you know, as far as performance and the cost was concerned and, you know, really it came down on performance because we knew the EXV was a better cost line and the performance was right there. It was almost exact, you know, in some case, some instances it was better, some instances the same, I'm not going to say worse, but yeah. it was the same. So we went, we got rid of that line. I have a better you know, relationship with our engineering on this one, on the EXV line. They do a great job of, of, you know, their quality assurance and making sure that everything is packed to the spec that we had gone over and really kind of trying to alleviate any of those issues that might happen with, you know, accidental use or misuse. No, it's going to happen. Injuries do happen. You know, it's part of the world. Yeah. Uh, people it's make a dangerous mistakes. field. We, meet, we yeah, all know the dangers mistakes. of the welding field. So in the instances that abuse happens, you know, they've got this whole department that tries to nip that in the bud beforehand. So they'll take the wheels, they'll misuse them themselves and, you know, just see what issues come up and try to prevent that from happening. So that's kind of in a nutshell, you know, how the manufacturing tries to prevent these safety scares or anything like that. Yeah. So on that note, I think it's important to point out, I mean, that's, this is a big part of what Brett does. So he's out there always looking at what technology is available to us, making sure that we are best positioned to provide the most value to the customer, right? What we did with EXV, I think that if you read behind the lines on that a little bit, we just gave up revenue to provide a lower cost, better solution to the customer. We're selling the same amount of wheels as we were selling before. We're selling them at a lower dollar value and the performance is the same or better. So that's a really cool thing that we, I think that we get to do in our company that you might not do in other companies. Like we, we are gonna make sure that we are positioning our customer to always get the most value out of us possible. Even if it means a little bit lower revenue, just to go and, and take advantage of technologies. And then also on the quality control side, it's pretty cool for to have a lab that's trying to break stuff, right? They're, yeah, they're, no, they're trying to take all like the stuff that we're job. afraid of that we don't <laughs> want to break on us. They're going to put that in a lab and find its limits find, and make sure that those are exceeding our expectations and the things we're doing in the field so that we don't have those accidents that we want to always avoid. If you ever need someone to just pop in and test, like just really go to town, let me know. I'll offer my services. Glad. Perfect, man. We'll make sure we take it on that. Yeah. I'll put you on speed dial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. So as far as I usually try to leave people with advice and everything, but considering that where you guys are in a different side of the metal sector, like not on the welding side, but you are a huge like support to the welding and manufacturing side. Like what kind of advice would you give to people when searching for value, you know, because a lot of people, they try to cut costs by just being like, okay, I, I can hit up Jeff Bezos and get a hundred cutoff wheels for $10. Why would I not just buy a hundred cutoff wheels for $10? And when it comes to value, how do you let people see the value? hundred percent. It's a Sorry, very, long. no, that's great, man. <laughs> I, I, you kind of covered every aspect of what we talk about. So I love how you actually set that one up. It's a really hard answer, to be honest. We could spend the next half hour talking about that, really. No, um, five and probably, minutes. And probably no, still not cover it all. Yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> we'll quick on this one. First off, I think you got to really know your application. And I think we're probably talking to a wide range of customers here, right? Or end users, I would assume, on this podcast. So mm -hmm. if you're a large organization, you have a lot of welders in the field, call your brands. Call us up. We'll come out there and we'll look at what you're doing. We'll do surveys with you. And we'll make sure we're setting up and demoing out to find the best product for your application. We can't do that with every guy out of his trailer in a mobile unit, you know? So... That's where I'd say, if you have questions, reach out to us, reach out to your distributor, 
You mentioned the Bezos thing. I think that you cannot replace having a reputable value-added distributor in your back pocket in your neighborhood, you know? Yeah. So support your independent local distributors. That's who we really try to partner with because they can touch more people than we can. We have a, a pretty robust sales team around North America, but through our distribution network and our distribution partners, we have thousands more people that are pretty well-trained in how to select the right braces for you and your application. So that's where we always try to push guys back there. We are definitely sold online as well. So once you find the stuff you like from Pearl, you can get it anywhere you're at in North America. We want to make sure we're easy to, to get our products on your job site. But again, you cannot replace those local distributors that really know what they're talking about and have, have decades of experience in these industries. But again, you can always reach out to us as well. Reach out to our sales team. I mentioned it before. Look at Pearl.com. Contact us. Ask for a sales rep in your area. I'll get you in touch with them. And they can talk about what you're doing for application. Possibly give you some samples to try a few different things out. But it's going to come down to trying the wheel. You might have to buy them. You might have to get them from, or you might get them from us for free. But try some wheels out, figure out what works the best for you. And really know your application. We mentioned ceramic is the buzzword. Everyone talks about ceramic. I'll be really honest. It's not for everybody. It's not for every application. There's a time when it's the best, when it, when it pays for itself. There's times when it doesn't. So it's not a cut and dry answer. It's going to come down to you asking the questions, trying some stuff out, figuring out what is the best job for your needs. And then remembering what it is and sticking with it. Nice. I'll, I'll add on to that too. I think I heard, maybe it was Dwight Schrude one time who said, his experience is your best teacher. <laughs> but you, know, you get out there, you try all these products and you know what you like, you know what feels good. That's we're real eager to get our products in people's hands because we think once they experience them, they'll be Pearl. Oh, you yeah. know, they'll go Pearl. Additionally, we will work with our customers and the dealers and, you know, Sometimes they don't want to take that step up to that next, you know, ceramic product because of price. We can work with them and say, look, we've done the testing on this. We know what the labor costs are. The amount that you're going to get out of this wheel times the labor, you know, versus how many wheel changes you have to have. This is your best option financially, you know, as far as time and money. You know, it's not that way in every single case, but we'll do a lot of groundwork to make sure that you have the best item that's for your application. That's great. That's what I want out of a company, man. I appreciate you guys chatting with me. I can't wait to try them out. I'm going to demo. And then I, I definitely am going to get some goodies to try at home because I, I do a lot of grinding and finishing work. I, oh, we're going to hook you up, man. It's going to be a good time. Heck yeah. To your, all your feedback. Oh, wow. We appreciate you having us. Oh, it was fun. appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, <laughs> I came to your time. house. Thanks for hosting me. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. And thank you, Cody and Brett, for telling me about all of your amazing products. I tried out some to shine up a project for my mom recently, and she was super impressed. I also want to give a shout out to our amazing sponsors, Donaldson and Lincoln Electric, for making the show possible and helping us all learn about the different pathways out there in the welding industry. If you have a topic that you would like to cover on the show or you want to be a guest, reach out to me in the Weld app at Bowdidit or shoot me an email to boww at weld.com. Speaking of the app, did you know we have a marketplace where you can buy and sell art, equipment, or anything else welding related you might want? Download the app today and see everything it has to offer to help take your career to the next level. Until next week, we'll see you out there. <laughs>